This is the Partnership for the Arts talk show. Welcome back to Science Fiction Studios. I am your host, Dave Bice, here in the Magic City, and we've got a show for you today. We are going to be talking comics, and we're going to be talking with C.J. Laney. He is a 21-year-old, and he's just finished his first two books, which we are going to hear all about when we come back in just a minute, because I will have a refill on my coffee by then. This is Partnership for the Arts podcast. Come join us as we explore the art worlds of science fiction. You can find us on our Facebook page at Sci-Fiverse Group Podcast. Or you can find us on our website at pftatalkshow.org. Science Fiction Studios is recorded in the magic city of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, everyone, we are back, and again, we are talking with C.J. Laney, and we are going to learn all about him and his first two books that have just been released. C.J., welcome to the show. But how's Florida? I'm hot. <laughs> it's not much cooler here in Birmingham either. C.J., you and I have known each other for a while now. Yes, yes, like two years. Two years, something like that. Yeah, we... We met at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida, started a friendship there and a, a more or less a working relationship as well. You have now completed that project, uh, book one and book two. And so let's talk about those. Let's start with book one, the title. What What's the purpose of the name of the title of your first book? What is it? Well, Vigilante, A Light in the Darkness. I... The title was interesting for me because it's Christian-based. Okay. A vigilante. I didn't want to give him like a stereotypical name like, like, like Batman or something like that. I want it to feel more grounded, more okay. realistic. So he's not going to have any of the silly names or anything like that. He's a vigilante and in a city that is run down he's a light he's a light in the darkness all right and the whole series is based around that and it shows how he's the hero of the city okay all right let's talk about the main character there he's a vigilante some of the time not all the time no well his name is jeremy grace he's mm -hmm. the son of a former vigilante okay and he's also a cop been a detective longer than he's been a vigilante and in the first yeah. volume, mm -hmm. he's trying to find his father's killer. Okay. And the former vigilante was on a case, and he got killed, and that's where it starts. Right, right. And I, I've had a chance to read the issues, so thank you for, for those. He goes on quite a journey to find the killer of his father, and I've got to say, the story 
you've got things in there that you just never see coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you go surprises, surprises. Okay, okay. So uh, I have to say, well done on that because you do get clues along the way to maybe his his father's killer, but you really don't understand the ramifications of full aspect of, of all of that yet. Now you and I have discussed the whole book in depth, the series and, and where it's going to go and how it's going to end. So I, I got a little more intel than than the listener right now and and when they read your first two issues. But I gotta say it's it's quite an interwoven mystery. And I gotta say the development of your characters as you went along for just the amount of pages that you got in those books, those those the characters are well defined. You you get a real sense of those characters. Well, what I wanted it's the art. It's not just the writing and the story. It's the art. So I want you to know who this character is by just looking at him. That's why that's why I try to strive for. That's like when I see a picture of Alex Ross's Superman. Mm-hmm. I know who he is by just looking at him. I know I know how the hope side of him by just looking at him. Right. And that's what I'm wanting, that's what I'm trying to give the people. Yeah. Okay, you've got a few other characters in in the book too in the mm-hmm. series. Yes. I have side characters and even the smallest side character will have a bit of a personality. I that's inspired by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go so some of the other characters in the book let's let's talk about I, i've got to call him his assistant his name is liam and he's older he helped my character's father when his father was a vigilante and liam wasn't out there doing all the vigilante work he was mostly you know the guy in the chair Mm-hmm. He would stand back and, you know, tell him where to go, what to do. Like, he would have the computer in front of him and all that. And he's, like, he's very smart, very intelligent. And he's very caring as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the the sense of companionship there for a good story and a good connection moving forward with, with the development uh, of the main character. It, it uh, I like that connection. Yes. It's complicated doing a relationship like that because he's not the main character's father. Right. And he tries to be, but he doesn't try to be at the same time. So it's, a, it's very complicated. They, 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 you know, they get each other a lot. They fight a lot, but at the end of the day, they trust each other so much. It's, I mean, they have a bond. Yeah, yeah, but it's not the stereotype working relationship between those two, the communication between those two uh, that you have in comics, because they're actually disputing on how to handle certain situations when Jeremy, the the main character, is out there uh, in his vigilante mode, so to speak. Well, Liam has more experience in this uh, line of work than Jeremy does. Right. So he thinks that Jeremy just is too young. He doesn't know what he's doing. But that's the thing. Jeremy is also a cop. Mm -hmm. 
Jeremy is a detective, so he doesn't just have the experience of being the vigilante, but the experience of being a detective. Right. Okay. So let's let's talk about Jeremy's father there for a minute. He's got a little bit of a different history. His father was not a detective. His father was special forces. That's it. Yeah, Jeremy's father. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other characters in there, Jeremy ends up developing a love interest, so to speak, with the victims that he actually saves, because there is this killer. Yes. And you you see it in the end of the first issue, which is already out, mm-hmm. that he wants to protect her, but in that he also falls in love with her. And it kind of affects him. <laughs> yeah, it affects him in a weird way because he hasn't really had many relationships. Okay, well let's let's talk about her for a little bit here, CJ, because she does end up playing a major role uh, through the book, through the series, with Jeremy, and uh, again another complicated character. She's more happy, although there's a deep sadness in her too because she was taken and all that. Mm-hmm. She's a mm-hmm. victim. Yes. Now the. The killer. Talk about him a little bit. So, he's very intelligent. He's in the second issue, which you've seen the second issue. You've Mm -hmm. seen the scene that's pretty surprising. Yes. Yes, he's very smart, very manipulative. He says he's cleaning the country when really all he is is he's a narcissist. And he wants all the attention. But he's smart. He knows how to do this. So he wears a mask. It's a skull mask. And it's black. And he has a plastic suit, which is inspired by Hannibal from the Hannibal TV show. Okay. And he leaves no evidence. No one knows who he is except one person. And something happens in the second issue. That person, just saying. So it's surprising. It's surprising. It even surprises me when I'm work- when I worked on it. it even surprised me. <laughs> but he's he's scary. He's definitely a foil for the hero, mm-hmm. and he's more of I'd say he's more powerful than hero. He's a real threat because he's never been found except close once uh, you'll know about that in the book now this serial killer out there he's never really defined by by one name right well he only goes by names on the street right okay the masked man yes is one of them and then the, the other one which is is the angel of death okay so the angel of death Lou, he he's been around for a while then he disappeared and he came back, correct? Yes, back then when the vigilante was around before, the first vigilante. Right, Jeremy's father. Yes, disappeared yes. for years, about 20 years, and returned. This killer rose to prominence. He would kill the homeless. He would kill drug addicts, criminals, people that he saw didn't deserve to live. 
the angel of death. He would see himself as kind of God and judge them. And so he's like the exact opposite of the hero. Yeah, so Jeremy gets involved with, with tracking this guy down. And the, again, the story, the twist, and the plots are pretty cool. Yeah. Again, the surprising. artwork. Oh, very surprising. Yes. Okay, so CJ, the city that all of this takes place in. Interesting name. Let, let's talk about that. Well, the city is called New Istanbul. And it's, at nighttime, it's more based off of, like, Chicago. Okay. And you can see the difference between nighttime and daytime. Daytime, it lights up like a crystal or a diamond, and it looks bright and hopeful. At night, it looks gloomy and dark, and that's purposeful. So at nighttime, it's more like Chicago. During the daytime, you could say it's more like... What is a nice city? <laughs> um, LA looks nice during the daytime, yeah. but it looks it looks nice during the daytime. But right, not really. right. Okay, now let's talk about the story, a little history of of this creation because it went through quite a few changes, if I remember correctly. In fact, I think there's something happened you had to start all over with, right? Yeah, I had it. This isn't the only story I came up with before I actually came up with this. Actually, I didn't want to do a superhero story because everyone else does. Mm -hmm. So many people do, and I'm wanting, I wanted to stand out because I've, I've made a few promises that I should keep. There you and go. I at first had a supernatural type story and i completed it i had the the script and everything and then i deleted it threw it away because it was okay but something just didn't feel right and then i started a sci-fi uh story and i got about halfway through that book and then i'm like no. <laughs> I I was doing um all this space stuff and just making up words and I did I didn't like that. So and then I started thinking, who do I what do I like? I always loved comics, always loved superheroes. And I'm like, I'm doing a graphic novel, okay. So I used that and I'm like what if these heroes were never created? So I took my favorite characters. I took the archetypes and those favorite characters and I like smushed them down to their roots. And I'm like, okay, the time we're in right now isn't perfect. So maybe we need a little bit of hope. And then I did my own story. I didn't base it off of any other story. I have my inspirations, but I didn't base it off of anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So some of your inspirations, and um, you've got quite a wide genre of them. It's just not comic book artists or writers that, that have inspired you. You actually have gone into quite the deep liberator areas as well. 
Well, like I said, with comics, it's I'm picky because <laughs> I don't like the silliness in comics. I like reading a story, a good story. Like I, I talked to you recently about reading V for Vendetta, which I've been reading out a lot, and that's a great story by Alan Moore, and I love his writing. But my inspirations. Overall, um, when it came to, to art, my favorite artist was uh, Alex Ross. But not just him. I love the traditional art. I'm talking about Da Vinci, Michelangelo, also the artists from like 40s, 50s, maybe. They were in the magazine, so like uh, Rockwell. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Weindecker. I love their art because it, it just looked, it had a symbology to it. And then you come to the modern comic book art where it's just like black lines everywhere. And I'm like, I see that and I go like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I wanted to make my own style. It has a little bit of line work. You've seen it. Or not so much the modern style you find in comics today. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, so question for you, CJ. Um, you're an artist, I'm an artist. Many artists always want their work to stand out, like you said, differently. But there's challenges that come to that. So what kind of challenges did, did you find in creating your style of art? The more realistic shading, the eyes. That's one thing that took me so long to nail. And then I did the eyes. Okay, you touched on this a little earlier, but some of your favorite artists, your inspirations? I study Alex Ross. I study, I studied Andrew Loomis, Bridgman, and actually have been looking at a book recently by Michelle Lorishella. I'm not sure how you say his name, but he's really good. And also Steve Houston, he's on Instagram. That's when it came to art. When it came to writing, it was more, I, I love George Orwell. You know, 1984, Animal Farm, but I've recently I've been reading his Why I Write. And he talks about how he basically got fed up with the politics back then. And he started writing stories to stand up against it and that's cool <laughs> and i like uh frank miller i met frank miller <laughs> yes you did <laughs> i met frank miller super nice guy paul dini plato i love plato i love uh how smooth the transitions and the dialogue is with plato and Alan Moore, he's good. Okay, well, CJ, I'm going to stop you right there because I'm running low on coffee. So we're going to take a little break so I can get a refill, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Iris Kane, independent novelist and author of the Blood Tribe Trilogy, and I listen to Science Fiction Studios. 
Okay, so we are back. We are talking comics in this episode, part two, and we continue that conversation with C.J. Laney, a 21-year-old artist that has completed his two books. I shouldn't say just artist. I should say author and an artist as well. So, C.J., before the break, we were talking about some of your inspirations, but I really wanted to talk about the setup on your series that you've got here. I call them issues. So, okay. like I said, I wanted to stand out. I wanted to make something different. Mm-hmm. So, there's five full books, and I call them chapters. Chapter one, okay. chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, chapter five. Vigilante, Light in the Darkness, chapter one, mm-hmm. What Lies in the Truth, has four issues. Okay. And then chapter two will have, I, I think it's about six issues. It'll be longer, and each book will be longer. Fifth one, the fifth one's going to be probably the longest and probably the most emotional. It's going to be good. Okay, all right. So you've you've got chapter one with four issues. You've you've got issues one and two of that chapter done out of four. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that process and that timeline because it's it's quite an interesting story in its own and i'm, I'm sorry i'm chuckling cj but uh you, you've had some battles along the way ups and downs of getting this book completed uh these issues completed one or two that we've been talking about so so tell us about that so it took me about a year and a half to get my style right and I, I got started on my first issue, and I was like, you know, I was getting it done. And then something happened. Your computer died or froze. Oh, okay. The first time, I had it almost done. And then my computer broke. And yeah. everything was saved on it. And then I got it fixed, booted up the computer, and there was like two pages saved. And I was like, no, <laughs> like the whole thing was done. Yeah. Now, CJ, I have to say a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, would be really bummed out, <laughs> would be discouraged by that. But but you did. You actually say it was a good thing for you. Yeah. And then, it wasn't a bad thing because it made me rethink my story, too. And... It made me go over my characters again. I saved it in like tons of places. <laughs> right. But it took me six months to get the first issue done. And then uh, something happened um, in my personal life. And when it happened, I realized I need to go all out. So I got the second issue. It took me six months to get the first one done. One month to get the second one done. Only one month. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each book will be in English and Spanish. Because the country is very diverse now. There's English and Spanish speakers everywhere. So it's great to have both. Mm-hmm. Especially here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I wanted to just say, 
CJ, and we, we could edit this out if you don't want to say it, but that personal thing had something to do with your mom and not doing so well. And that, that kind of delayed you taking care of and getting the, the next issue done. Yeah, it's fine. I, I don't mind saying it. Uh, I mean, personal events happen and they build us. That's like the first one was like when my grandfather passed away. And I, you know, after he died, I, I promised that he's successful. Like, I, I got to fulfill that promise. And, you know, me, it's just been me and my mom forever. And then she uh, went to the hospital. She was intubated. And yeah, I, I saw it all happen. Like, as I was sitting there, I was like, you know, thinking in my mind, like, like I got to do this. I got to do it soon. I got to, she has to see me succeed. Right, right. Yeah, well, thank God she's doing good now. Mm -hmm. um, but that, I understand that it was uh, uh, a turning point for you in some ways. And you're only 21. Yep. Yeah. So it's quite an accomplishment to get any done. You know, I, my, my books have taken me 40 plus years to get around to doing them. <laughs> so good for you. Uh, I mean, I've never, never really was too social. So being able to focus to really bring in knowledge, to read anatomy books, to read, you know, Plato, to read all these books and continue reading. To me, it matters more because I know it will help me in the future. Like if you go to a normal person that's working somewhere, they'll tell you in your 20s, just have fun. Just have fun and party. But that, that's not true. Your 20s is your best time to get out there because you're not fully developed until you're 25. So you're still working on yourself. So I realized that I need to do this sooner rather than later. So I don't care about the having fun part. What matters to me is some, something I have to achieve. Yeah, your goals that you've set for yourself and again, the promises that you, you've made um, with your mom and family with, with the books and uh, you're well on your way there. Okay, well, CJ, if you don't mind, uh, let's, let's move on to the next section there with the time we've got left in this show. I want to talk about what's next for you because everybody is no doubt listening to the show is thinking, well, you're, you're going to be concentrating solely on getting book three and four done and finish the series, but you, you actually got something else in mind, don't you? So what I'm making right now is this first one, which mm -hmm. is the vigilante. The second one, which is going to be the superhero. And then the third one called uh, revelations is going to have a lot of, nods to revelations and i feel inspired by revelations yeah biblical mm -hmm. okay but in between books uh three and four of this first uh series yeah i'm going to be starting a wild western series probably be one book actually and it's going to be based off of the songs by marty robbins called el paso but it's something i've wanted to do Okay, completely so, different from Vigilante. Completely different, even a different art style. Well, similar, but different. Okay. Now, 
you're going to be doing that insert, as I, I'm going to call it a one, one book issue, different from that. Three and four, you expect to have them by the end of the year into 2024? Yeah. So issues three and four should be available before the end of the year. So I'm probably in like sometime in November or December. Okay. Around there. You got some work to do before the end of the year. Not to mention yeah. you're going to Comic Cons, correct? Yes. The first one is UltraCon. It's in just a few weeks. Mm -hmm. It's on the 25th through the 27th. It's in uh, West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're going to be there with uh, with some of your books. So people yeah. coming to that Comic-Con is going to be able to catch up with you to meet you. Yes, I'm trying to um, get some more books. I'm, I'm going to try to get some of the Spanish Mm -hmm. books because I have my translator that's going to be coming with me. Okay, good. So do you feel like you're ready for the comic? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm ready. I got everything done. I got the cover for my whole book. I got that done, which I'm going to be selling there. And I got the two issues, which I'm going to be selling there in English. And if I can get the Spanish one, that'd be good. I'll be selling those there. So that's your first Comic-Con. You think you're ready for all this. That's good to know. You got any others lined up you're thinking of? I got a Comic-Con next month, I believe. I don't have one in September. Okay. But I, I do have a few more Comic-Cons this year that I'm going to. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I wish I could be there with you, especially for this first one, but the schedule is not going not gonna to allow that to happen <laughs> for you, CJ. Now, you mentioned that you're books one and two of chapter one is at Barnes and Noble Amazon as well is that correct you're working on that I'm trying to be able to put on Amazon I gotta work a few things out before I can but yeah. I'm pretty sure I could have it on Amazon shortly yeah okay. yeah okay great let's have the name the titles of open two again uh vigilante light in the darkness chapter one issue one mm-hmm it's just called issue one. And then the second one is Vigilante, A Light in the Darkness, chapter one, issue two. People can find your books on Barnes and Noble, and we'll have the link to that social media. I have Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Laney CJ. On Facebook, I also have a Facebook group called Creators of Tomorrow. Creators of Tomorrow, right. And on Instagram, it's Laney underscore CJ. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll make sure we have those links there when the show comes out. CJ, anything else you want to cover before we wrap up? I would like to cover a hint. Oh, a hint. <laughs> okay, go for it. Chapter two is called Hope because there's this being. This being among the people who has these special powers. This being, this person among them. Okay. He's very wise and very old, and he's Native American. And that's all I'll give away. <laughs> You're going to leave it there. Okay. All right. Well, CJ, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show today. 
and congratulations on your success and your books and have a lot of fun at comic-con again i wish i was uh, i wish i was there i'm so happy for you my young friend i'm glad we could play a part in uh, in making this happen i already got your books ordered through barnes and noble so mine are coming there from bye, there bye. again good luck and wonderful on your success and i can't wait to see where you go next so with that being said, everyone, thank you for joining us here at the Science Fiction Studios in the Magic City. And in the meantime, stay sci-fi.